your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiCefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive, as well as TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That'd be much, much appreciated. And just a reminder that uh, we will have a new co-host joining myself each and every day here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. This is to ensure that you get that daily Leafs content Monday through Friday. So make sure that you are subscribed. And I believe on Monday we'll be revealing who it is and we'll start full-time. It'll be a a two-man show, so I'm really excited for that one. I hope you guys are excited about uh, about it as well. Um, But for today... A couple of things. Quickly, there's uh, some new information about the NHL All-Star break, which players are going to be doing which events. Uh, So I've got the list now about what events the the Maple Leafs will be doing in Austin Matthews and Jack Campbell, and then what everybody else is going to be doing as well. Um, And then, if you recall, after the New Jersey Devils game, uh, I was was chatting with Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils, and we were having a conversation that night about Damon Severson and, and whether or not that the Maple Leafs would be interested, what they would need to give up, what, you know, what is he as a player? I wanted to also hear it from the horse's mouth himself, somebody who watches him on a nightly basis, what would the Leafs be getting if they traded for Damon Severson? So I got into that conversation with Trey, and we ended up kind of holding off on it because it turned out to be like a 55-minute podcast so that conversation i saved for today's show so we're still going to have that discussion and you'll get to hear a little bit more about damon severson and maybe uh my thoughts on whether or not the leafs should try to trade for this guy so that's what's coming up a little bit later in the show but for now let me tell you about uh the all-star break and some of the new information that uh that we know so uh, austin matthews and jack campbell the two representatives for the maple leafs at the nhl all-star game and let me tell you at first, I was I was very not, like, when Mitch Marner didn't get put on the All-Star game, I was like, yeah, okay, I, I could see that. He was, wasn't playing bad by any stretch, but he wasn't playing above and beyond, I think, what it takes to be an All-Star in today's modern game, where, you know, every single team has a recipient, and there's only a couple of teams per division that will get to have multiple players, and for one team to have three guys is near impossible. So, I wasn't surprised I guess you could say that he didn't make it but boy when you look at the way that he's been playing recently man would he be fun to watch at the all-star game like this guy that's what you kind of want though right dudes who are out there who've got immense skill and that's exactly what Mitch Marner has but unfortunately um he's not going to uh not going to be in Vegas this weekend I'm sure he doesn't mind most NHLers really do not care about the NHL all-star game but um, you know, there's a couple of Leafs out there that are first-time All-Stars uh, in Jack Campbell and, and, and Austin Matthews. He's been there before, but um, I'm sure they're excited because it's in Vegas. And, I mean, I would also rather be in Vegas this weekend than in the big snowstorm that we're here in the GTA for those who are living in the greater Toronto uh, or southern Ontario area. Uh yeah, definitely would rather the the sunshine and whatnot in uh, in Las Vegas in the desert. But anywho, uh, so 
Austin Matthews is going to, it was originally reported, well, he reported it actually in the post game against the Devils that he thought he was going to be doing one of the new events. And he said the Bellagio one, the face off, uh, fountain face off at the Bellagio. But it turns out uh, he's going to be doing the other one, which is NHL 21 in 22 event, which the NHL 21-22 event, uh, the way that I hear it, so um, this is what they've sent out. Shutting down part of Las Vegas Boulevard to hang a full deck of oversized cards on a rack puts a new twist on street hockey. 21-22 and 22 is a game of chance, strategy, and skill. The object of the game is to achieve a hand of 21 without going bust in the least number of shots. The player who wins two rounds is crowned the Puck Shark. There was used to be a game, actually. I think it was called Card Sharks. It kind of sounds like Card Sharks. I wonder if that's where they got it from. I don't do you guys remember when the game show used to be like a massive thing? Like a lot of people used to watch the game show in the early 2000s. I don't know. Maybe that was just me and my family. But I remember like the game show network was always on at night. I don't know why, but it was. I feel like no one watches game shows anymore. Remember back in the day, like Card Sharks and Let's Make a Deal and, and uh, you know, uh, oh, what was it called? The one with the banker, Deal or No Deal. It was just like big phenomenons. The, the Card Shark one was like, I was watching reruns, I guess, in the 2000s from back in like the 80s and whatnot. But anywho, Besides the point, went on a bit of a tangent there, but that's what it reminded me of. But I'm a big blackjack guy, so I'm actually, I think it's pretty cool. And they'd say that there's going to be some Vegas-themed events, and this is one of them. Blackjack, Vegas, makes total sense to me. What doesn't make sense, I, I'm curious if they're going to be, it says a game of chance. So does this mean that these cards, based on the photo, it looks like you're, you can see what each card is, which... Does, I wouldn't want that. So I wonder if they're going to be backwards and they're only going to see the tops, right? Like the red top or the blue top or whatever color they end up making the, the big cards. Um, and then they shoot it and they find out what target or what card they hit. And that's the card that they get. So if they hit a two and they hit a, a, a king, you've got a 12. It's like, okay, got to keep going. Then you hit another one. It turns around and it's a seven. You're at 19. You say, stop. You get to 19 at three three puck shots, I suppose. If that turns out to be the closest to 21, I'm assuming you win. Uh, the object is to get to 21 um, in the least number of shots. I wonder if, yeah, so the object is to achieve a hand of 21 without going bust in the least number of shots. So I wonder if they're going to be turned the other way. This, this is a little bit confusing, not going to lie. A little bit confusing if whether or not they're going to see the cards in the value or if they're not going to see the card in the value. I think it'd be kind of cool, like in Blackjack, when you see the card come out of the shoe, you don't know what you're getting. It's kind of chance. When, you, when you're sitting there and you got to hit the card, you don't know what card's coming next. You could go bust. So I, I, I hope that's what's going to happen here. I don't know. But we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Regardless, uh, that's the event that Austin Matthews is going to be participating in. Uh, the rest of the participants is Nazem Kadri, former Maple Leaf, uh, Joe Pavelski, Steven Stamkos, and then Brady Kachuk. So those are the five participants in the Las Vegas NHL 21-22 in 22 event. Uh, as for Jack Campbell... He's taken part in the Duncan NHL Safe Streak. So this is pretty much, a, I think it's the only actual goaltender one that's out there. I mean, they might take part in these uh, 
you know, in the breakaway challenge and whatnot. But his event, the goaltending event, the Duncan NHL save streak. So he's going to be taking part in that. Uh, the other goaltender participants, Jack Campbell, Andre Vasilevsky, Freddie Anderson, Tristan Jari, Cam Talbot, UC Soros, Thatcher Demko, and John Gibson. So those, uh, those are the goaltenders at the NHL All-Star game, two per division. Uh, and that makes eight total goaltenders so that that's that's what that's going to be uh, if you're curious about what the discover nhl fountain face-off is going to be all about uh this is the description of a competition takes place on the iconic bellagio fountains players will travel by boat to the rink rank in quotations i'm sure it's one of those fake rinks but in the middle of the boat or in the middle of the the fountain uh and are required to successfully shoot pucks into five targets in the least amount of time qualifying players move to the head-to-head final fountain spray and breeze off the strip will add to the challenge of this unprecedented nhl all-star skills event so that's the the other new Vegas-themed event, the NHL Fountain Face-Off Challenge, and that'll be Jonathan Huberto, Claude Giroux, Jordan Eberle, uh, Roman Yossi, Nick Suzuki, Zach Wierenski, Mark Stone, and uh, Jocelyn Lemereau-Davidson uh, is also going to be taking part in that one. So that's kind of cool. I also heard that um, uh, Renan May... Uh, oh, I'm going to absolutely butcher her name, so I am not going to just say it uh <laughs> but it was the first remember the first woman to ever play in nhl action in the preseason game yeah manon rayum is going to uh is going to be taking part in the nhl breakaway challenge as well so i think that's actually pretty darn cool that they're bringing her back uh, this is back in like the 90s when she played it's not a name that i've heard in quite some time but she's pretty excited for it she's fired up about it trevor zegris going to be taking part in that as well um so gonna be uh gonna be a fun event it, it should be a fun little weekend fun little skills competition followed by the the three-on-three tournament where money's going to charity and well let's all root for uh for the atlantic division you know let's let's just root for it it's a million dollar grand prize and yeah basically all just goes to charity so Let's just root for that to happen, and you know Austin Matthews score a couple of goals. Hopefully Jack Jack Campbell doesn't get lit up too too much. Uh, but it is an, an NHL All Star game, and typically you do see a lot of goals. But uh, hopefully it doesn't uh, they don't score too too much, and um, his his confidence doesn't doesn't get shook after finally putting forth uh, his best effort of. 2022 i guess since really since almost november you could say in a way but uh so that's uh that's the nhl all-star break that's the nhl all-star weekend those are the couple events that the maple leafs will be taking part in um so yeah coming up on the other side though as promised i'm going to have that chat with Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils, and we're going to kind of get his views and opinions on Damon Severson as a whole, and then we talk about what exactly it would take for the Devils to move on from Severson, who does have a year left on his deal, so it does come with term, and my thoughts, then I give my thoughts on whether or not I think he's the missing piece that the Maple Leafs need on the blue line to become Stanley Cup contender. So that's what the chat's going to be about with Trey, and that's coming up after a word from our show sponsor. 
It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike some of those other protein bars, it could be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, this just isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most bars containing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 net carbs with 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, car, wherever. Throw all those sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it like a workout. There's just so many flavors to choose from, too. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, salted caramel, so much more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey folks, welcome back into the Locked on Leafs, Locked on Devils crossover show. I'm Mike DiStefano, the host of Locked on Leafs. Alongside me, I've got Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils. And just a reminder that uh, all of our Locked on shows are daily, Monday to Friday. You can check them out and download and subscribe to them wherever you get your podcasts. Make the Locked on shows part of your daily listening routine. Uh, just as we were talking about before we went to break there, Damon Severson, a couple of tough, tough games for that guy. We already spoke about Ilya McKayev, the play, the game winner from Monday night, allowing McKayev to get past him. But there was another egregious play tonight, a turnover. Austin Matthews just picks his pocket behind the net, says, oh, thank you for the puck, sir. Gets it over to, to uh, Mitch Marner, goes backhand, forehand, into the back of the net. And, uh, yeah, didn't look too good. And then also took that egregious cross-checking penalty as well to Michael Bunting. So not a, a particularly good couple of games for the fan base who was looking to add Damon Severson to the, uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, if you, if you saw what he did over the last couple of games, I think most Toronto fans are like, uh, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a guy who we want to attach ourselves to, but I'm curious though, because Trey, you're a guy who gets to watch him on a nightly basis. We've only seen him unless, you know, some other guys are, are, you know, watching a lot of hockey and watching some devil's games. I'm sure there are some listeners out there that try and watch as much hockey as possible, but you watch every single New Jersey devil's game. They played 42 of them and you've been watching him for the last few seasons as Damon Severson has blossomed into the, the player that he is. So as a guy who gets to watch him on a daily basis, what does he bring to the lineup on a, a you know, a, a, every single night, you know, besides these last two games, I'm sure that's not quite indicative of the play that Damon Severson can give you. So if you had to give me a bit of a scattering report and, and what Damon Severson's all about, what he could bring to a, a lineup, what would that be? Okay. So here's the thing. Damon Severson can be somewhat of a bonehead. I, I think all Maple Leafs fans <laughs> saw in this two-game series, but I want to go back a couple months. 
Uh, he got three penalties in one period against the LA Kings earlier, uh, or, well, I guess technically this is last year now, but, like, earlier this hockey season. Yeah. He almost costed us the game. Thank the Lord, Pavel Zaka was able to get the game-tying goal and set it in OT, and it kind of exonerated what uh, Damon Severson did in a period. So he could be a bit of a bonehead, and his plus-minus is not really the best. His career plus-minus is negative uh, 128. So uh, he has never had a season where he, he's been on the rink and he's, like, had a, a season of, like, plus something. It's always negative. So there's a thing right there. But another thing I want to say is that – To be fair about that stat, to be fair about that stat, the Devils haven't been very good since exactly. he's been there. So exactly. he's been on the ice for a lot of goals because well, there's a lot of goals against when you right. no longer have Marty Brodeur stopping pucks. Oh, oh you, you make this painful. Now, you are absolutely right, and that did lead to my next point, which is like now maybe a change of scenery can help Damon Severson, a new system. But the one thing – I've talked about this on my show before, Michael. You're right. Damon Severson does have this year, and he also has next year. And if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, maybe I put out a few feelers, but I don't think I'm serious about trading Damon Severson until come next year. Because like I said at the beginning of the show, the Devils are just – it's not like – look, the Devils are a bad team. Like I'm not going to beat around the bush. But at the same time, you know, let's think about some of the other – narratives that don't play in their, into their favor. They're missing one of their best players. They've been missing him since the beginning of uh, January. Um, you know, Lindy Ruff has, you know, uh, the death of his father lingering in his mind. And, you know, obviously the organization has that in mind as well. Um, you know, Jesper Brat had to miss a few games due to COVID and so many other players like Sharon Govich, Zaka, I, I could go on and I get it. I get it. I get it. You're, you're, you're a Canadian team. You, you, you're probably, I'm probably like the last team or you, you don't want to hear from any American team say, I uh, know I don't want to hear anything about COVID because I know you guys have had a struggle this year in terms of postponing games. So I get it. I get it. You, you have no sympathy for me in that regards. I'm just putting out the facts right now. The same, and, we haven't know, been able to go to a game since Christmas, like since before Christmas, I haven't been able to go to a game, let alone care, worry about uh, the, the players missing it. We fans haven't been able to go. It's been, it's been crazy, but hopefully that's uh, not. You, you don't want to hear any American teams complaining about games, COVID, players, wherever the case might be. I get that. So I, I you probably don't care about that. But another thing is our goalie situation. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's just been so many factors that have not played into the favor of the Devils this season. So, like I said, do we gut the team? I don't really think so. And I think Damon Severson is just a guy you keep – for right now and if we're in the same position like if we're showing no signs of improvement his value might go down but maybe then you try to see what you could get for Damon Severson quite honestly but is he somebody who like is a future piece for this Devils team I mean I think New Jersey's probably still at least a a good four or five years away from blossoming into a Stanley Cup contender by that point Severson will be well into his 30s it's even going to be a valuable piece like I almost feel like you the, the Devils would be better off kind of moving on from him and getting, uh, you know, a, a, either a draft pick or a prospect that is more indicative of the timeline for where the Devils are expected to have success. You're absolutely right. And, like, look, we're not even thinking about the Stanley Cup, but we are thinking about the Stanley Cup playoffs because I said at the beginning of the season, all goes well for the Devils. They could be a dark horse team. They could be a team that could compete for – 
you know, a wild card spot. And would they go far? No. But at the same time, that's so much improvement in just a year. And I think, you know, getting Dougie Hamilton certainly helps us, signing Jack Hughes long-term. And this is where I'm confused. This is where I'm conflicted. Because you're absolutely right. We're five years removed or more from winning the Stanley Cup Finals. But at the same time, it's just like, I feel like we've been making so much improvement. And our defense is not that good. Like, we have Dougie Hamilton. We have Ryan Graves. Jonas Siegenthaler, you might not even notice him, but at the same time, you just love his true impact. Yeah, he's, a, he's actually a sneaky good defenseman. He's starting to grow on me, and, and he's, he's, he's an analytics darling as well. Like, when I'm looking and I'm trying to and, see, like, suppression numbers and, and good metrics, and I keep seeing Jonas Siegenthaler's name pop up, and I'm like, really? That's, that's interesting. Okay. So, Siegenthaler is a, a decent player that I've kind of had my eye on. He's somebody who's more – in the line of like that five-year projection for success. So I don't expect them to move on from Siegenthaler, but I think Severson would be someone who they would. And if they, but if let's, let's say that they, they would be interested in moving on from him or maybe not. Like, what do you think would be like, what type of return would Tom Fitzgerald be looking for, for Severson? Like what okay. would be the, the what reason why he says, okay, now's the time. This is enough. I think to make this deal, it's worth it shake hands like what, what would it take okay so you guys are obviously a playoff team you're not rebuilding so I think if I'm Tom Fitzgerald I'm going to do something similar to what I did last year which is I try to talk the Islanders into giving me a first round pick because we traded away Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak for the likes of you know just a couple prospects that only have a cup of coffee in the NHL nothing really spectacular like uh, we got Yobbs and we got uh, Greer out of that and then you know we got a first round pick that ended up being coming chase stillman late in the first round it was late in the first round but a first round pick is a first round pick so i think if you want damon severson especially since he's under contract for this season and next season and he's one of our better offensive defensemen like this season he has 21 points he has six goals and 15 assists and a lot of people don't know this but uh he's actually on pace to top his career high in points this season because his best points um, season was 39, and that was a couple years ago. He has 21 uh, currently through halfway through. So he's on pace to top his career high. Um, you know, could, could he get, could, could he, you know, get the assist? Could he get the goals? I don't know what, I don't know what it's going to take, but at the same time, he, he is on that pace. Sneak, he, it's sneaky. Like, you don't really notice it. You don't really talk about it. I haven't been talking about it, but I just realized that you know, he's on pace to get his career high. So I think if I am trying to pitch you, Damon Severson, I'm like, look, you're a playoff team. You're not going to the lottery. You're, you're, you're probably not relying on draft picks all that much. Can you give me a first round draft pick and maybe a mediocre prospect? Is it, you know, or, you know, just a mid-level prospect. I'm not asking for Lilligren. I'm not asking for that. But, you know, maybe can you give me a first round pick? There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odd coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online. It's where the game starts. 
Yeah, and I don't think that's a, that's an egregious ask by by any stretch of the imagination. Like a B prospect and in a first round pick, I think makes probably the most sense. In a trade for Damon Severson, I think the issue that like some people have is this is someone who the Leafs are looking for like a specific player. They're looking for somebody who you can stick next to Jake Muzzin as a, a second pairing, right shot, shut down defender. I'm just not sold that Severson is the guy for that role. Like, could you see him excelling in a role like that? It's really tough because, you know, like I said, um, he has been one of our top guys. He's one of our leaders on our team, one of our captains. But at the same time, the standards here in New Jersey is completely different in Toronto. So I think I can see it. I, I, I like look. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a on a limb here. Uh, I think Damon Severson. If you put him in the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you put him in a winning program, if you put him in a great defensive scheme, like you said, because I said uh, his entire career it's been negative in terms of plus minus. You put him with the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team like we just saw you guys. You guys are a scoring machine. Yeah, Mitchell Marner like extended his like what point streak or goal streak or something like that. Yeah, Austin seven Matthews. Great. Seven in a row. There we go. Austin Matthews, hat trick. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, if he gets that offensive support, then maybe it takes the burden off him a little bit. Because the thing about Damon Severson is that I was talking about this at the beginning of the season. He's one of our top four defensemen. Right. And, you know, obviously we, we've just been in a very unique situation um, because. You know, we, we have this duo of Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. And I don't know if you know this about Ryan Graves. He actually led the league in plus minus just a few years ago uh, and also defensive shares. But no one really talks about that. And w- what did it take to um, to get uh, Ryan Graves? Mikhail Maltsev, you know, from the Colorado Avalanche because they would have had to expose him in the expansion draft. Right. So my thing is, is like Tom Fitzgerald is smart. He knows what he's doing. He sees long term. And, uh, you know, Ryan Gray's is a long-term solution for us. We're going to sign, we're going to extend him. So my thing is, is like, I think you should take a risk on Damon Severson because, because I think Damon Severson can uh, give you that offensive spark. And also, can he be a shutdown defenseman? I don't really, you know, see it like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like even, you know, like I've seen him in the past and like, he's okay. He's fine. But then I, I watch him this these past couple of games and the shine has come off a little bit on, on Damon Severson. Like, you know, like, and I know it's, it's an extremely small sample size and it's not fair to criticize him af- off of just these two viewings, but well, I just, he, he makes boneheaded moves sometimes. I know. And the Leafs have been down that road multiple times. I mean, Jake Gardner is a guy who was a similar thing. He's a guy who put up 50 points one year, but one game he's putting up three points and he's you know making these unreal outlet passes, stretch passes. He's going coast to coast, jumping into the rush. And then the next game he's coughing up pucks left, right, and center. And he's a dash four at the end of the night. You know, like we had that type of player and, you know, in the top four. And I just, I, 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 I don't know, David Seamerson for me, I don't know if that is the player that I personally would want the least to go after, but I know that he's a guy who a lot of Maple Leafs fans are interested in and has been talked about throughout Maple Leafs, uh, throughout Leafs Nation. So I thought, let's have that conversation. And a first-round pick it probably is about a, an appropriate, I would say, return for a top-four defenseman who's going to log 
like who can log 25, 26 minutes and playing your top four. He can add to the power play if need be. Um, he can kill penalties as well if need be. And he's under contract for next season as well. So you get two playoff runs out of this guy. So I think the return makes sense. I just don't know if that's the piece that the Maple Leafs need to put them over the top to put them into Stanley Cup contention. That's my, that's, that's my personal viewpoint on the whole Severson thing. But I think it's a worthy conversation to have, and I thought you were the best person to have that discussion with because you see him play on a nightly basis. Yeah, I see him play, and I, I think for him, it's just like he's – as I like to describe Andreas Janssen, one of your former players. Having a pretty a good while. season. Pretty good season, I think, for y'all. Yeah, pretty good season, but here's the thing. Similar to Andreas Janssen, he's a wild card. It's one of the reasons why I think, look, Andreas Johnson having a great season, but I think we should consider trading him just because he's a wild card player. Who's to say he's going to have the same season that he's having this year, um, next year? Because last year he had, like, his worst season ever. Like, at one point we had, I think he was a healthy scratch for a couple games. And it's just like he, he didn't fit in anywhere. But this season he got off to a pretty good start. But last few games or, you know, you guys saw him get a goal during this, uh, during this series. But I, I said prior to the series, Andreas Janssen hasn't really done much outside of our 7-4 win against Carolina like a couple weeks ago. Right. So it's just, like, it's just like trade him now while his value is high. So for Damon Severson, what I was going with this is like he's a wild card player. You, don't, you know, are you going to get boneheaded Damon Severson who's getting you penalties, costing your team the game, or are you going to get – uh, good Damon Severson where he's contributing, he's, uh, you know, being a leader for your team and giving you the points that you need out of your blue line. So my thing is, is like the, the, my best pitch for you is that he's a wild card, but maybe if you put him in a good position, like a playoff team, a team that is trying to get out of the first round, the, sorry, they had to throw that in there, but, um, you know, a, a team that's trying to, you know, get back to the Stanley Cup finals, trying to win, uh, you know, in God knows how long, and just maybe if you put him in that um, system and give him a chance, you might get good Damon Severson consistently, quite honestly, because, look, our defense is not good. It's just, it's just flat out not good. Like, you know, I love Dougie Hamilton. I love Ryan Graves, but, you know, Ryan Graves can't lead our blue line night in and night out because, you know, he doesn't have – in terms of his contribution, it's just I call Ryan Graves a silent but deadly ninja. And unfortunately, that can't, you know, his kind of impact can't lead a team. He needs someone like Dougie Hamilton to help him out. Right. And it's it's just or PK Subban. See Subban, I, I say is like, I would want Subban back on my team, but for a much cheaper deal. Because if you tell me that I have a former Norris trophy winner on my bottom four defense, I will take that seven days uh on the week and twice on Sundays. Okay. Yeah, so he's an our defense is we, we've been rotating our bottom four defense. Um, so take a risk on David Severson. I, 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 but at the same time, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I'm holding on to him for this season and then maybe training him next season if we don't show any signs of improvement. Yeah, just take a quick look at some of uh, Severson's like peripheral numbers here 45 hits on the year, 56 blocks, 30 giveaways. 30 giveaways on the season. Like I said, bonehead. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. That's not what uh, – I don't know if that's what Leafs Nation really wants. It's fun in theory. It's good in theory. He's a guy who you do consider a top-four right-shot defenseman, but is he the right fit for Toronto? That's the question that I have for Leafs Nation. My answer, my opinion is I think there's a better option out there. But that's for another conversation. That's for another podcast. Uh, Trey? was a blast chatting with you, buddy, and uh, enjoy the, the week. Enjoy the All-Star break and hope uh, for, some, for some happier times for, for the Devils after the All-Star break. Watch 8-6 uh, representing the Metropolitan Division and also the Devils organization, plus his running mate, Jesper Brock, should have been an All-Star. You should have given him the uh, last chance voting. I don't know what you guys were thinking. Oh, is, is that the case? He yeah, deserved I, to be in there over – who ended up making the last uh, the last ballot? Jake Gensel, no? I, I believe so. But here's the thing. Jack <laughs> Hughes doesn't have the season he's having without Jesper Brat. I'm, it's it's a fact. Yeah. Hey, man, Jesper Brat's having a pretty good year. Pretty good season. Uh, Dropped his career high already, and we're just halfway through the season. That's a six-round pick right there, too. Six-round pick coming up big for, uh, for the Devils. All right. I think uh, we'll leave it there. Trey? Really appreciate the chat. It was fun. And uh, for all y'all at, uh, well, for, for my subscribers at Lockdown Leafs, where can I find you and your work? Okay, so you can find my Twitter page at uh, TreyMatt4, so T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, the number four. And then uh, you can follow my show wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, wherever the case might be. Uh, Twitter is at Devils. Michael, I'm going to ask you the same question, my man. Yeah, you can find my personal Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. All right, buddy, that's uh, that was a blast. It was fun, and good luck to your Devils the rest of the way. We're going to need it. Thank you, and best of luck in the playoffs for you guys.